Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Welcome to the prayer service. Alright, so tonight we are um, going to be spending some time to pray. But I want to teach a little bit first. And when I say a little bit, many times it ends up not being a little bit. But I want to teach you first. Um, and tonight I want to teach on receiving answers to prayer. I want to teach on how to receive answers to prayer. Right? When you pray, how to receive answers to prayer. So that's what we are going to be dwelling on tonight. And then we are going to pray. Alright, so what I'm going to do tonight is that I'm going to show you the interwovenness that scripture has with, you know, Receiving answers to prayers. In other words, what I'm going, what I mean is that I'm going to show you how interwoven it is that the teaching of the Word of God or the teaching of Scripture goes hand in hand with praying Scripture. Okay, um, it is what you are taught that forms the basis of your prayer. You see, and that's. In, in, in summary, how we receive answers to prayer. So I'm going to teach you tonight how to receive answers to prayer. How to receive answers to prayer. Now let's turn our Bibles very quickly, if you don't mind. Alright, let's turn our Bibles very quickly to 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. How many of you love to receive answers to prayer? How many of you love to pray and receive answers to your prayer? Okay, so let us look at this. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. Now it says, Now we have received... Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may know the things that are freely given to us from God. I want to read it again. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. The spirit who is from God, that we may know. Okay? That we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So the first thing that you need to know is that scripture contains all of the things that God has freely given to you in Christ Jesus. Scripture contains everything that God has freely given to you in Christ Jesus. Now the Holy Ghost is the amplifier. He is the one who points you to what Jesus has accomplished. The Holy Ghost is the amplifier of all that Jesus has accomplished in our hearts. So, what do we mean by that? 
the Holy Spirit puts a magnifying glass on all that Jesus has accomplished. Alright? And that magnifying glass is in your heart. is in your spirit. Okay? So, the Holy Ghost magnifies scripture that points to Jesus in your heart. Hallelujah. So that you may know the things that have been freely given to you of God. Now, remember on Sunday that when I was teaching... I talked about how that you have known and believed in God's love for you. So when you hear here, when you see here that it says you may know, alright, you can quickly add there and believe the things that have been freely given to you of God. So the Holy Ghost placed a magnifying glass on what um, you have received from God through the teaching of scripture. You know, when scripture is expounded and the word of God is revealed to you, okay, then you come to know the things that have been freely given to you of God. And I dare add, you know and believe in the things that God has freely given to you. Now, listen to this. Nothing is more faith crippling than when a person is told to pray like this, to ask God for his will, when his will is already revealed in scripture. For example, let me say that again. Nothing is more faith crippling than praying like this, Lord, if it be your will, when the will has already been revealed in scripture. There is nothing that cripples your faith more than asking for the will of God to prevail When God's will has already been revealed in scripture. You see. So how do we receive answers to our prayer? The first thing that you must know. Is that the anointed teaching of scripture. Is what forms the basis of our vision. And the basis of our expectation. When it comes to prayer. So I'm going to show you. The, the interwovenness between teaching and receiving answers to prayer. So, you can see, put it like this. The teaching of scripture. The clear teaching of scripture. The anointed teaching of scripture. Alright? That points you to all that Jesus has accomplished. Is the prerequisite for receiving answers to prayer. So, teaching and prayer goes hand in hand, goes together. Okay? Otherwise, you're going to, the Bible calls it praying amiss. Otherwise, you're going to be praying amiss. You're going, what does it mean to pray amiss? To pray amiss is not to pray in sin. To pray amiss is simply missing the mark of what Jesus has already accomplished. To pray without a clear revelation an understanding of what Jesus has accomplished for you. So pay attention to me because I'm going somewhere. Now you have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So this is the Holy Ghost. He is the spirit that is from God. That we may know and believe the things that have been freely given to us of God. 
So God has made certain things. God has made things available to, uh, for us or to us freely. But God wants you to know the things that have been freely given to you. Praise God forevermore. Now why is knowledge important in receiving answers to prayer? So there you have it. Knowledge. Revelation knowledge is important to receiving answers to prayer. Revelation knowledge is very important to receiving answers to prayer. Now what kind of revelation knowledge? The revelation knowledge of all that Jesus has accomplished in his death, burial, and resurrection is very critical and very important in receiving answers to prayer. Now write this down. Revelation knowledge forms the basis of what you see. Revelation knowledge forms the basis of what you see. And what you see forms the basis of what you would receive. Revelation knowledge of all that Jesus has accomplished for you forms the basis of what you see. And what you see forms the basis of what you receive. Now listen to this. If this what you see is not fixed, okay, people can be can just be making noise in prayer if what they see is not fixed. They can just be rambling in the place of prayer. So what you see is so important to receiving answers to prayer. What you see is very important. That's why you go to the teaching of the word to frame what you see. To form the parameters of your vision. To form the basis of the pictures that you see. Then you pray what you see. Praise God forevermore. So in in scripture, you see many places where God will ask, What seest thou? What seest thou? What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? What seest thou? You see, because you have to be seen to be praying. You see, you have to be seeing something. It means that the teaching of the word that points to Christ, the teaching of scripture that points to Christ, must have formed the basis of your vision. Must have formed the basis of the pictures that you see. So that when you go into the place of prayer, you're not praying your mind. You're not praying your fears. You're not praying your anxieties. You are praying what scripture has said concerning that situation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can you hear me? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you'd hear God Constantly ask the question, what seest thou? What seest thou? What seest thou? Because what you see is very important and forms the basis of what you receive. That's why teaching of scripture is so important. Because when scripture is taught and explained, when scripture is unveiled, pointing to Jesus, alright, it, it, it begins to frame your vision. It begins to frame what you see. Now listen to me. What you see with the eyes of the spirit may not be in sync with the facts. You see, now listen, listen. To receive answers to prayer, we don't wait for the facts to change before we can receive answers to prayer. No. We don't wait for the facts to change to receive answers to prayer. No. We, we, we stay with the teaching of the word 
until a picture is set in our hearts. The facts may be the same, but when the picture is framed in your heart, that's it. You got it. So, I'll give you a few examples. Through the teaching, the Bible says faith. Now, this is basic elementary stuff that I'm just, I'm just sharing this evening, okay? Before we pray. You see, the Bible says that faith comes. Hello? Faith comes. How? By hearing. And how? By hearing the word of Christ. How does faith come? Faith comes into your heart. In other words, the picture is set by hearing. No, not by things changing in the environment. No. Faith comes the moment you hear. So you might still look the same. You might still feel the same. But the moment you hear, faith comes. I'll give you an example. So the woman with the issue of blood, I wish I could show you that scripture. Alright? Maybe we should go there. Let's, let's, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go to that scripture. The woman with the issue of blood, alright? The Bible says she heard about Jesus. Okay? She heard about Jesus. And then when she heard about Jesus, she now said, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Okay? If I may touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Just give me one second. Let me open it. Alright? Alright. So, let us look at the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, chapter number 5, and verse 27. Mark, chapter number 5, will start from verse 27. So, this was the woman with the issue of blood, okay? And we know her story in the Bible. This was the woman with the issue of blood. Look at what it says. Let's, let's start from verse 25. Mark, chapter number 5, from verse 25. I'm reading from the King James. It says, And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, verse 26, and had suffered many things of many physicians. Make eye contact with the word if you can. And had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Verse 27. When she heard, when she had heard about Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. Look at verse 28. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. So follow the progress of her miracle of her receiving. Number one, she heard about Jesus. Now, the hearing about Jesus painted a picture. So the question that you want to ask is, what did she hear about Jesus? You see, because what she heard about Jesus must, was important, was as important as her hearing. What did she hear about Jesus? She must have heard that number one, Jesus was not like the other physicians that she had been to. Because let me quickly explain something to you. Some of you might wonder, why was she not getting well after 12 years of being sick? And after going from physician to physician, why was she not getting well? I'll tell you why. The reason why she wasn't getting well is not because the physicians were quack. No, the physicians were not quack. The reason why she wasn't getting well is that according to Jewish custom and according to the requirements of the law, whenever a person came to be treated of a physician, the physician had the obligation 
of treating the person based on the Ten Commandments, based on the commandments of God. In other words, the prerequisites for treatment was that this person was qualified to be touched by me because they have fulfilled the Ten Commandments. Now, the Bible already says in the commandments that if a person is flowing with blood or with issue of with blood, if a person is seeing their monthlies, they are unworthy to be touched. Anyone who touches them is unclean. You see, that's the problem. Anyone who touches the, the, the person who is seeing their monthly becomes unclean. So what it means is that when this lady goes into the physician's office to receive consultation, the physician begins to ask her certain questions based on the law. And then the physician asks, are you bleeding? And she says, yes. Then the physician brings out the law, the Ten Commandments and the 613 laws, and then begins to weigh her against the scale of the law to see whether she qualifies for his attention or not. And guess what? The sad thing is that she would have already paid her consultation fee. Okay? So he weighs her based on the law to see if she qualifies for treatment or not. And then after weighing her based on the law, he now, you know, determines that no, she's not qualified for me to touch her. And then he sends her away. Unfair, right? Yeah, it's unfair. But that's exactly what used to happen. So she was going from physician to physician, not because the physicians were quack, not because the physicians did not know what they were doing, but because the instrument with which the physicians used to administer their expertise was the law and they will weigh you against the law to see whether you qualify or not now you can understand what it means when the bible says when she heard about jesus first thing that she must have heard about jesus oh thank you dear lord was that jesus was healing people without asking for any requirements without asking whether they qualified or not she must have heard that unqualified people were being healed by Jesus. She heard that. She must have heard that sinners, tax collectors, all manner of people, centurions, different people with shady character were coming to Jesus and they were getting healed. They were getting whole. She must have heard that Jesus was not using the instrument of the law as the basis for treatment. She must have heard all of that. And it was based on what she heard. What she heard began to form the picture in her heart for her healing. What she was hearing now began to form the basis of her expectation of a healing or of a miracle. So it was what she heard. The Bible says when she heard about Jesus, what she heard about Jesus must have been good news. What she heard about Jesus must have been brilliant news. What she heard about Jesus must have been something encouraging that made her to boldly declare that she would go and touch him. I mean, aren't you afraid? Do you know that in Bible days, anybody who was seeing their monthlies was not allowed to be around people, was not allowed to be in the temple, was not allowed to be in the city even. They were told to go outside of the city. If you are flowing with blood, anyone who touches you will become unclean. 
But guess what? Jesus, the clean, would come in contact with the unclean and make the unclean clean. And not the other way around. The unclean could not, contam- could not contaminate Jesus' clean. But Jesus' clean would touch the unclean. And the unclean will be made clean. So whatever made her to be bold to say I would touch him. Must have been what she heard. You see? Because what you hear forms the basis of your pictures. Forms the basis of your expectation. Frames your world. Forms the parameter. Hallelujah, for your expectation or for your vision. And that, what you hear, what you hear, goes straight into your heart. You hear what I'm saying? So it's always what do you see before what are you saying? What do you see? What do you see? So scripture is preached so that you hear about the loveliness of Jesus. That's why today we talk about the loveliness of Jesus. We unveil Jesus. We talk about his goodness. We talk about, I mean, Jesus was the only physician. Glory to God. The only physician who did not heal anybody using the instrument of the law. He didn't need to rely on the law to heal anybody. Jesus healed people. Alright? The Bible says when, when Jesus was doing his ministry, Alright, he said, look, it is that which I see my father do, that I do. Hello, are you here tonight? Are you here tonight? Are you being blessed tonight? So, what causes us to receive answers to our prayer is first of all, what we hear. What we hear. Write this down. Results in prayer is conditioned to that which you are seeing. And what you are seeing is based on what you are hearing. Let me say that again. Results in prayer is conditioned to that which you are seeing. So scripture pointing to Jesus must form the basis of your vision. Must form the basis of what you are seeing. So for example, someone is sick. Alright? A person is sick. Then scripture is unveiled. How Jesus took your infirmities. Now that forms the basis of your pictures. So that you now begin to expect. To see exactly what you have heard. Hello are you being blessed by this? Praise God forevermore. Are you being blessed by this? So result in prayer. Is conditioned. To that which you are seeing. And what you are seeing. Is based on what you are hearing. Praise God. So write this down. Scripture. In brackets. The revelation of Jesus. In scripture. Was given to you. To form the basis. Of your pictures. In the place of prayer. Scripture. The revelation of Jesus. In scripture. Was given to you. To form the basis of your pictures. In the place of prayer. So for example. The first scripture we opened. It says 1 Corinthians 2.12. You know you have received. Not the, not the spirit of the world. But the spirit of God. That you may know the things that are freely given to you of God. That you may know and believe the things that are freely given to you of God. So imagine if you don't know. How do you receive. That which you are not sure. That which you don't know exists. How? God wants you to know. Because in 
you know, when John was writing, you know, in, in, in the first John, he says, I write to you, my little children, that you may know that you have eternal life. God works with what we know. That you may know that we have eternal life. And this life is in the Son. And he that has the Son of God has life. You understand what I'm saying? You may know. God wants you to know. My people, my own people, not the world. My own people perish because of the things they do not know. God wants you to know. Your daddy God wants you to know. He says, hey, be of good cheer, little children. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants you to know that. Your father wants you to know that. That it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So nothing cripples faith than nothing cripples receiving than a person who is not assured. So you see the inter, you see the interwovenness now. You see the teaching of scripture goes hand in hand with praying scripture. What you know from scripture goes a long way to determine what you receive in the place of prayer. How effective will your prayer be? Will be based on what you know, what you are convinced about from scripture. If you are not convinced, your prayer will not be effective. Prayer is effective when people are deeply rooted and grounded in the teaching of the word of God that reveals, that points to Jesus Christ. Can we say amen? Now let's turn our Bibles to the book of Acts chapter number 12. I want to show you something. Acts chapter number 12 from verse 1. I want to show you something and then we'll just spend some time praying. So somebody says, somebody says things like, well me, my own is prayer. I don't like scripture at all. My own is just prayer. Then another person says, my own is just scripture, teaching, teaching. I hate prayer. I cannot, I just, I don't like prayer. My own is just teaching. Just teach, teach, teach. Just pack knowledge, pack knowledge. One cannot exist without the other. Let me explain how this thing works. If you are the type of person who doesn't like to pray, but you just like the rema, rema, revelation, revelation, deep-seated rema, very soon, eh, you'd be, you'd be discouraged. Very soon, you'll be frustrated. Very soon, the rema that you have will start to seem like it is frustrating you. You know why? The reason why that will happen is because the experience that you have will not be commensurate with the, with the big head that you have, with the knowledge that is in your head. The experience will not, will not line up. Why? Because the idea of learning is declaration. The idea of learning is so that you can pray it out. You see, there is, there is, um, there is what we call, um, you know, the legal and the vital. The legal aspect of things and the vital aspect of things. The legal is how that you come to understand all that Jesus has done legally. Do you understand? All that Jesus has accomplished. Then the vital is you living in the experience. Living in the experience. I'll give you an example. See that you have bought a plane ticket. That you have bought a ticket to Uzbekistan or Lithuania. That you have bought a ticket does not mean you have gotten the experience of flying. 
All you've done is get the ticket. You see, all you've done is buy a ticket. Now you need to go and have the experience of flying. So, listen to me. When you are taught the word, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you an analogy right now. When you are taught the word, okay, that's like you buying the ticket. You own it. It's yours. It's yours. The ticket is yours. That's what the teaching of the word is. Brings you into a place of picture setting where your pictures are set on this thing. You know it is yours. You know that your father has given, has made all this available to you. Then you rush into the place of prayer. Because now these pictures, you, are, you have to now cash them out. You have to cash them. You have to go now and cash what you, what you, have, what you have received. And that's where prayer comes in. That's where prayer comes in. So the guy who is going to cash, who is going to cash out, should not despise the one who, is, who, has, who has collected his um, checkbook, who has collected the check with figures. And the one who has the check should not despise the one who is going to the bank to cash out. The two must go together. You get the check, assurance that the money is yours. Then you go into the bank to cash it. That's the way it works. So the teaching of scripture is necessary. That will drive you into prayer. Let me tell you how I know you've truly understood something that has been taught to you. The way I know you have truly understood is that you take out some time and pray it into your experience. And pray it as your reality. If the Bible says that, you, let's say you are taught in this service, that you shall be upward only and not below. Okay. Now that revelation has come to you. That God wants you to be above only and not beneath. Do you see? But now, after you have received that as a reality, you go into the place of prayer. If you truly understand that God has made you the head above only and not beneath, that will drive you into the place of prayer to cash what you have received as a reality, as a picture. To cash it. Look, if you receive a check and you truly understand that the figures on that check and you truly understand that that check is written in your name and you truly understand that that stuff was made available to you, my brother and my sister, you will rush into the bank to go and cash it. You will rush into the bank or you will find whatever means to cash that money. If I give you 10 million now as a check with your name on it, you're not going to put the check on the wall and frame it and say, yeah, I've got 10 million. I've got 10 million. You frame it and say, I've got 10 million. Oh, see my beautiful 10 million. It means you don't understand what that check is. You don't. You might think you do, but you don't. If you truly understand what is contained in that check, in that check, my brother, you will run into the bank and go and meet whoever is responsible and say, I've come to cash my check. That's exactly why many believers, because some people exalt the teaching of the word more than prayer. And some people exalt prayer more than the teaching of the word. No, no, it goes together. The teaching of the word points you to all that Jesus has accomplished for you. Prayer helps you to download it, helps you to take it, helps you to, you know, make it one. You see, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you are making it one with your consciousness. You're making it one with who you are. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. 
Now let's read the book of Acts chapter number 12. Let's read it very quickly. Acts chapter number 12 and verse 1. We're reading from verse 1. Acts chapter number 12. Hello church. Are you being blessed now? Glory to God. Are you being blessed brothers? Thank you dear Lord Jesus. What a night. What a night. Lord we give you thanks. Mandra gisto pandra esketile. Mendra da gisto paya. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Acts chapter number 12 and verse 1. I'm talking about receiving answers to prayer. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some of the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. Verse 4. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before people, before the people after Passover. Verse 5. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Now please pay attention to this. When James was arrested by Herod, it is, it, common sense tells you that the church did not pray. Because he was killed. So they, they were probably thinking to themselves, well, yeah, James is a mighty man of valor. He will come out of it. I know he will come out of it. No, 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 no. So probably because of that they didn't pray. The man was killed. He was beheaded. Now, the Bible says when Herod saw that he pleased the Jews, he picked up Peter as well. Now, this time around, they had come to their senses. They knew they had to pray. Now, let's continue. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now, behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. The angel of the Lord said to him, Guard yourself and tie your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garments and follow me. So he went out and followed him. And did not know that what that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Verse 10. When they were past the first gate and the second guard post, they came to an iron gate that leads to the city, make eye contact with the word, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. Verse 11. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know. For certain that the Lord has sent his angel and he has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Verse, verse 12 now. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose name was Mark, where they were gathered together. Look at this. They were gathered together, still praying. They were still praying. As Peter knocked at the door, a girl named Rhoda came at to answer. Verse 14. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, 
but running and announced that Peter stood before the gates. Now look at this. Look at verse 15. But they said to her, you are mad. You are beside yourself. In other words, you are mad. She kept on insisting that it was so. So they said it is his angel. Now pause for a minute. They were praying. Okay. But as they were praying, the picture that they had was not a picture of his release. When, when this, first of all, the girl came to say, Peter is at the door. They said, you are mad. Then the girl said, no, 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 I'm serious. They now said, it is his angel. In other words, what they meant is that if it, if, if they said it is his angel, what they meant is that Peter was dead and an angel has been sent to come and inform them of his passing. An angel has been sent to come and tell them that he has died. Actually, what it means is that the picture in the heart of the people who were praying, okay, was that of Peter's death, not Peter's release. That's the reason why when Peter was released, they did not believe. They didn't believe. Because the picture in their heart was that of his death and not his release. Yet they were praying. Thanks be to God that they had a saving grace. Thanks be to God that they were saved. And the only thing, that, that the only saving grace that these people had was that they were praying in the Holy Ghost. How do we know? We know that in the book of Acts 2, they had already received the Holy Ghost and they were speaking in other tongues. So it follows, therefore, that this prayer meeting they were having for the release of Peter was not in English, it was not in any language, it was in the Spirit. Thanks be to God that they were praying in the Spirit. Because if not, the picture they had in their hearts was that of Peter's death and not Peter's release. But because they were praying in the spirit, they weren't praying out the, the picture in their heart. They were praying in the Holy Ghost. That was their saving grace. So now you, who is listening to this teaching now, if you let scripture to frame your picture, to frame your revelation, to frame your expectation, to frame what you expect to receive in the place of prayer, and you join that with praying in the Holy Ghost. My brother, that is double, 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 double joy for you. That is double advantage for you. That is double advantage for you. You see, because these guys had the wrong picture and they were praying. So how, do, how, how does prayer work? You allow scripture to form the basis of your picture. You allow scripture to condition your heart. Prayer works when your heart is conditioned to that which you are seeing. So you allow scripture to form the basis of what you are seeing. So that your prayer becomes effective. If your seeing is wrong, there's a likelihood that you're not going to receive answer. Thanks be to God that we have the Holy Ghost. Who helps us? The Bible says the Holy Ghost helps us in our infirmity. For we do not know what to pray as we ought. But the Spirit helpeth our infirmity. And makes intercession for us. With groanings that cannot be languished. With groanings that cannot be uttered.
The Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be languaged. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. But now what I'm sharing with you is the importance of having pictures that are in sync with, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? With that which the Word of God says and that is in sync with your prayer. So, here's someone who is trusting God. For example, imagine in our church, you are praying, 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 praying. But you don't, it has not entered into your heart as a picture that God actually wants us to grow. That picture of growth has not entered your heart. You have not seen the revelation of Jesus in that regard. You are praying, 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 praying. But you have not seen the revelation of Jesus wanting you to get a job. You're just praying, praying, praying. The picture has not locked in your heart. You're just praying, praying, praying. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Who goes beyond your head. And still gives you answers. But I'm telling you that if you, if you line up these things that we're saying. You receive answers better. Set the picture. Let the word of God set the picture of your heart. That's why if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you cannot joke with the teaching of God's word. You cannot joke with, with service. You cannot joke with, with prayer meeting. You cannot joke with missing service. Because, listen, you keep missing service like that, you'll be left with what's going on in the world. You'll be left with the experiences of everybody in the world. You'll be left with, you know, The limitations of this world. That's why you can't afford to be missing church. Or afford to be missing services. Or afford to be be skipping your diet. Rather than stop skipping skipping your meals. Stop skipping your diet. Stop skipping meals. Stop skipping meals. Stop skipping services. Stop skipping services. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's not a work thing to do. It's not a work thing to do. Stop coming to church when you feel like it. Stop coming to church when you wake up early. No, plan to wake up early. Plan to be in the service. Plan to come early. Because you are, what you are dealing with here is your feeding. Your feeding. Your feeding. Your feeding. Because your prayer will line up with your feeding. Pictures must be set in your heart. Here you are. Alright? The only picture you see is the picture of defeat. And you are praying. La, 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 la. All the picture that you see is that of defeat. The first thing that you do is get yourself into the right teaching of the word. Stay with the teaching of God's word. Let it form the basis of the pictures that you see. Until you have, you have listened to the word so much that look, you know beyond a shadow of the doubt that this is what the word of God promises me. You know that you can't be defeated. You know you cannot die to any sickness. You know you cannot die to a disease. You know you cannot die to an infirmity. And then you spend time praying it out. You spend time praying it out. So, so the question is, the question is, how long should we pray? Ah, pray until you are fully finished downloading. Pray until you get a note of victory in that matter. It's not a matter of how long, as per, we're trying to, we're trying to, um, I don't know, we're trying to, to tap ourselves at the back and say, I prayed eight hours, I prayed six hours. My dear, if all you need, alright, is 30 minutes till you get the note of victory, pray like that. Pray for 30 minutes. But if you need to go six hours, 
until you get that note of victory in your heart concerning that matter. That until, listen, until a karepate, ah, I feel the power of God. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Listen, until that which you are seeing on the outside starts to line up with what you are seeing on the inside. Then my dear, it may not be 30 minutes you pray because you are lining up something. You're lining up something. You're lining up something in the place of prayer. Look at these guys. They were, they were praying, but they were, the picture they had was a, was a picture of death. It was a picture of, they just, as they were praying, they were seeing Peter's funeral. <laughs> they were seeing Peter has been killed. They were seeing his funeral. They were seeing his obituary everywhere. They say, ah, if James was killed, how can Peter escape? Well, let's, let's pray, Sha. Let it be that we prayed. The picture had not been set in their hearts. So when, when he was released, they say it is his angel. In other words, he has died and an angel has come to inform us that he's dead. First of all, Peter is at the door. That's exactly what you are praying about that should happen. That Peter should be released. He's, somebody comes to tell you he's at the door. You say she's mad. So what were you expecting when you were praying? Somebody comes to tell you Peter is at the door. You say, that's his angel. Meaning Peter is dead. Do you see? The picture was not set. Thank God they had already received the Holy Ghost. And they were praying in the Holy Ghost. Otherwise it would have been disastrous. Peter would have just died. Because their picture was not set. But now you, you have a double advantage. You have the word of God clearly being taught to you. You have the Holy Ghost bringing you the teaching of God's word. Through anointed teaching every day. You have the spirit of God at work in you. God has given you shepherds. He has given you a pastor. He has given you teachers. He has given you shepherds. To bring you into the truth of God's word. God has given you your pastor. To shepherd you and feed you right. Now you know that God wants you to be blessed. Now you know that God wants you prosperous. Now you know that God wants you to be, to be upward and forward only. Now you know that God wants you healed. Now you know that Jesus paid for your freedom. You know that Jesus paid for your, for your, for your, for your deliverance. You know that Jesus paid to make you, make you righteous. You know, now you know. He has given you the right tools. Glory to God. And now, you now stay in the place of prayer. Oh, Manta Bira Sekatandra Beast. I'm rising, mounting up with wings as eagles. I'm mounting up with wings as eagles. How do I know I'm mounting up with wings as eagles? I've been taught. The scripture has been unveiled to me. God has brought me the revelation knowledge. Hallelujah. He has brought me revelation knowledge. Glory to God. He has brought me revelation that is in sync with what Jesus has done. So now I cannot afford to, uh, to accept defeat. No, the devil is a liar. I cannot be defeated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I cannot live under the condemnation of guilt. I cannot live under the judgment of guilt and condemnation. No, no, no. Jesus paid. Hallelujah. So when you're praying like that, you have pictures of freedom. You have pictures of liberty. You have pictures of victory. You have pictures of progress. You have pictures of prosperity. Brothers and sisters. This is how God wants you to live. This is how God wants you to live life. God wants you to live life. Your daddy God wants you to live life. You know, with an assurance of all that he has made available for you. Thank you dear Lord Jesus. 
So the revelation of Jesus in scripture has been given to you to form the basis of your pictures in the place of prayer. Every time understanding comes to you about something, it will drive you to pray. Every time understanding comes to you about something, it will drive you to pray. It should drive you to pray. Once you have understanding that God has designed for you to go upward and forward only, the next thing that you're doing is praying it out. Praying it out. Praying that experience out. So now, we don't pray long so that we can boast that we pray eight hours. No! We pray for as long as it is, for as long as is needed to get the note of victory in our hearts until the pictures line up on the outside with what we see on the inside. Until joy begins to well up on the inside in the place of prayer. You see, this is all that I'm going to say now. You see, look, let me tell you. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. The word of God is supposed to produce joy in your hearts. That's the way it's supposed to be. Now, because, now, sometimes, when you listen, listen to the word of God, and you don't experience that joy, it is because it has not yet mingled with your spirits. So you take out time. Take the things you heard on Sunday. Lock the door. Shut yourself in. And begin to pray it in. Now, until the joy of scripture becomes the joy in your hearts. Kababaye. Until the joy of scripture becomes a joy in your heart. Until the dancing of Abba becomes the dancing and the rejoicing of your heart. Until that which makes God laugh becomes that which is making you laugh in your room. You lock the door and you begin to spend time praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. That jump, you could not jump in church when you were hearing good news. You see, because the idea is that you're supposed to be jumping at good news. But that jump, you couldn't jump in church because when you are hearing good news, it's because you've not, it has not become one first. It has not become one with your heart yet. So you go into the place of prayer. Alright? And you begin to pray it and pray it out and pray it out. You can take whatever it is that we teach in church. Alright, and pray it out, and pray it out, and pray out your reality until the joy of scripture becomes a joy in your heart. You see, because there's a joy of scripture. <laughs> there's a joy of scripture, brothers and sisters. There's a joy of scripture. The joy of scripture becomes a joy of your heart as you spend protracted time praying in the Holy Ghost. Brothers and sisters, these guys would have lost Peter if they didn't pray. But when they prayed, they received answers. My brothers and sisters, this is how to receive answers to prayer. This is how to receive answers. You take scripture. You listen to anointed teaching. For example, you, you, um, 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 for example, um, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So that you having all sufficiency may abound unto every good work and charitable donation. That in itself is supposed to make you start to dance. So if you're not dancing yet, it's probably because you don't understand it. So somebody must explain what it means to you. And then when you have understood it, you go into the place of prayer and you pray it out until the joy of scripture becomes a joy in your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the joy of scripture should be the joy in your heart. So 
you learn to rejoice at, at scripture. You learn to rejoice when the word of God is being unveiled to you. You see, when we rejoice in church, it's not because we want to show off. When we rejoice in church, it's because scripture has a joy. Hallelujah. Scripture has a joy. The revelation of Jesus has a joy. Glory to God. There is joy attached to every scripture unveiled. When the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, is unveiling scripture to us, He's doing it with joy. And now the joy of the Holy Ghost becomes the joy in our hearts when we have an understanding of what, what, what has been given to us. Brothers and sisters, this is how we receive answers to prayer. Uh, our heart condition, the, the, the condition of our hearts must be framed and shaped by the revelation of scripture. The pictures that you see must be framed by the revelation of scripture. Oh, man, Tebaya. So now, somebody is listening right now, and you're seeing pictures of success, pictures of victory, pictures of joy, pictures of abundance, pictures of plenty, pictures of growth, pictures of increase, because Jesus promised us that. Pictures of health. Hallelujah. That's what you see. Pictures of joy, pictures of righteousness. Hallelujah. Pictures of peace. Glory to God. Pictures of, 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 of healing and health pictures of progress hallelujah you don't have to struggle to make progress you don't have to struggle to make progress brothers and sisters progress is your rights in Christ Jesus stay with the picture stay with the scripture until pictures of victory is formed in your heart you shouldn't see yourself as one who is struggling. Let scripture change that picture and give you the right pictures to do life with. Right now, wherever you are, it's time to pray your realities in Christ. It's time to declare the things that Jesus has accomplished for you. Wherever you are right now, lift up your voice right now and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. See yourself, hallelujah, in the light of scripture. See yourself in the light of scripture. See yourself as righteous. See yourself as righteous. Rabadagabaya, 
Vrekesite kostirevi, ravatakreskise, rivatashke sof, vanskev oskava, ravakonkon ransonivo uskera, legonsite, evreskise toskona, andretonske rata eskora, ligva van sivrdiga, legabandroskota, legosko jena intai, regabasko siso tosko ratokonska la dusa, angrategoske sedekestoramante, legavatresko siso. Avroske ratonsko 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 rahaya Agde digaska si ratoska Rababandre degete sonta Agsegadave ragaba aste Ragagabanda donskonta lanta Antre digasate azunda Agdega digabandra te asiata Abarrakakabarrata Agsakabarrakabanda Agsegabarragabarragadaha Rigadagadabayete Debede dega Musule monta, musule tosi lapa, lombrot sakte in sangadande, andrendons gondranda, mendrons konsodrosko, andregasse gradegaha, regabaski, rososko sasi, rababanda, agasage tegoko, agotakonso totonsa, egonsi brediata, ebuske robosho, asude sharama, nereda sebruske, egete teke teke tu capupu muse poparia posia ma ben roba copa racata aca asota data apa asseca daba da aia asata badagaba ha e sopara patuca roba daba da aia Mentre dega de berrega de berrega, aksega de berrega de berrega de bahaya, makatuke te paro sete pa, lega barraga barraga de bahaya, rega barraga de barraga taha, semana mashanda, angrada de barraga baha, lega barraga barrota, nivuma bofebo, vubebo se bavosa, visa babado se popanda. Oh, thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Now listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Um. So, there is also an aspect of prayer that we call ministering to the Lord. Where you are ministering to the Lord. Where you are having fellowship with the Lord. Now, you see, you are ministering to the Lord. Alright? And you are just, you know, just ministering to Him and all of that. Should not stop you from having times where you are declaring scripture in the place of prayer. So, one should not give way for the other. You should have times where you're ministering to the Lord. And you should also have times when you're making declarations about who you are in the place of prayer. What I'm saying is so profound. 
Because there are many people who say, well, you know, we never ask God for anything. We never, you know, we, we never, we just love upon Him and just worship Him and all of that. Now that's good. That's good. Loving upon the Jesus and just enjoying His, you know, just enjoying fellowship with the Lord. That's a beautiful thing. But let me tell you, that should not stop you from having times when in the place of prayer, you are making declarations about who you are, about your reality. No, one should not give way for the other. One should not, one is not, I don't know how to put it. I, 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 I get what I'm saying. Now, of course, it's a good thing for you to constantly spend time, you know, ministering to the Lord. That's a very good thing. That's a very good thing. But you shouldn't downplay making declarations of your realities in Christ in the place of prayer. Are you guys what I'm saying? You can do the two. You can do both. You can do both. In fact, if you, if you spend time ministering to the Lord long enough, it will lead you to making declarations of who you are. Are you getting what I'm saying? Of your realities. You've made me holy. Thank you, Lord. You've made me righteous. So, I don't know. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I believe you do. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Hello. Have you been blessed tonight? Is this clear? Is this clear? Because God wants you to receive answers to your prayer. Amen. So, look. Listen. Instead of struggling, 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 struggling so much, struggling so much, If you find yourself struggling so much, you need to take a chill pill. Come and sit down with the word. Let the word of God seep into your pores. Let the word of God seep into your consciousness. Let the word of God seep into every area of your life. If you need healing, for example, the first thing to do is not to say, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Now that's a good thing. But let the word of God dwell in you richly first concerning your healing. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Let it be so strong in your spirit. So much. That nobody can convince you otherwise. You see, that's why a believer in Christ Jesus cannot afford to be everywhere. You talk from morning till night. Everywhere. You know, you just go for yap, 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 yap. You just go from place to place yapping and yapping and yapping. You know, a believer must have times when they separate themselves. You know, it's not the religious, um, um, what's, what you want to call it now? It's not the religious um, devotion, morning devotion. No, a believer has time when they shut out all the noise so that the word of God can seep into their consciousness. Where the only thing you're focusing on in that moment is receiving the word of God into your spirit. Like a sponge, soaking the word of God into your spirit. Soaking it like that. You shut out all the noise. You shut out the noise of unbelief. You shut out the noise of lack. You shut out the noise of this. You shut out the noise of that. And you just soak in like a sponge. You just soak it in. Until the word of God. And all that the word of God promises in Christ Jesus. Forms the basis of your expectation. So every believer should have quiet time. Every believer should have a lone moment. And let me tell you. Listen to me. Some of us might be. At a time in our lives where nobody really wants to identify with you. Where a lot of people don't want to talk to you. A lot of friends are avoiding you. A lot of um, people don't want to talk to you. A lot of people don't want to identify with you. 
Where you don't have a place to go. You don't have anybody to visit. You don't have any movies to watch. You Nothing, nothing like that. It's like all your friends don't want to do, have anything to do with you. Are you hear what I'm saying? A place of sudden, maybe aloneness or something. That's not a problem. That's not a problem. Because very soon you'd be very busy. You'd be very, very busy. So that's not a problem at all. If you have friends who are avoiding you, they don't take your calls, they don't respond to your message, they don't, they don't, they don't do this, they don't do that. That's not the time for you to be bitter and for you to be posting on status, uh, fake friends everywhere, fake friends. That's not the time for that. May God give you genuine friends. That's not the time for that. That's the time for you to say, oh, thank God, maybe this is the opportunity that I, that I should be using. To deepen my convictions about my realities in Christ. Maybe this is the opportunity that I should be using. To master, to get a mastery of the truths of God's word. To get a mastery of my identity in Christ. To go deep. Because let me tell you, the last time I checked, everybody wants to identify with the success. Everybody wants to hang around the success. Don't worry, make something out of, look, let the word of God make something out of you. Let the word of God pointing to Jesus make something out of you. They will all rush. They will all they will all rush to you. They will all come calling. They will all come calling in a matter of time. I remember the you know, a testimony that Pastor Chris gave of how, you know, as a young man, he tried and tried to reach Benihim. And he couldn't get him. He couldn't get him on the phone. He couldn't get him at all. And the Spirit of God told him, He said, don't try to reach him anymore. Stop. Then the Spirit of God told him, He will look for you. Benihim will look for you. Don't try to reach him anymore. What I'm saying now, I'm saying by the Spirit. Don't try to look for him anymore. He will look for you. He will reach out to you. Many years came and, and passed. And then, one time, Sinach was somewhere in, in America. And Benihin was meet, was preaching in that meeting. And he heard Sinat preach. He heard Sinat minister. And I said, what? Who are you? Who is your pastor? And that was how Sinat was the one who gave Benihin Pastor Chris's number. Because he kept saying, I, I have to meet that man of God. I have to meet that man of God. And now Benihin is calling Pastor Chris a few years down the line. Some of you don't understand that God is doing you. I mean, God is, God is helping your life. That some people don't want to talk to you right now. They don't want to take your calls. God is helping your life. God is not, I mean, He's streamlining your life. He's, He's streamlining your life and giving you purpose and meaning. Those same people who don't want to talk to you today, they'll be rushing, talking to you because now God's word has made something out of you. They'll be calling tomorrow because God's word has made something out of you, has made something beautiful out of you. So at the end of the day, you may just realize that it's actually not a problem that some people don't want to identify with you right now. It's not a problem as you think. It may not be as bad as you think. It may not be as crazy as you think. This may just be an opportunity for you to stay deeply rooted in your identity 
And let the word of God make something out of you. Tomorrow they will all come rushing. And now they want to identify with you. Thank you dear Lord Jesus. Lord we give you thanks. Have you been blessed tonight? Have you been blessed tonight? Now the reason for teaching. Is so that people can go and experience what they have heard. So go right now. Take the word of God. Concerning different areas of your life. Alright. Believe it. Listen to anointed teaching. For example, you might be listening to me and you want to be a multi-million dollar giver. You want to, you want to be giving in dollars. Okay, you want to be giving big time. Start listening to the word. Start taking in the word of God. Take it in. Let the pictures change. Let the picture of scarcity change. Let the picture of lack change. Let the picture of want change. Let the picture of not having enough. Let it change in your mind. And then you start releasing what you have. Right now. You start releasing what you have. If it's 100k you have. You start letting it go. Let the, the word of God begin to change those pictures in your heart. And you start releasing what you have from where you are. And then from that point. You would see. That. You know. Your picture has been framed. Then you now pray those pictures out. So it is the picture that has been framed in your heart that you're praying out. So take note of that. Result in prayer is conditioned to that which you are seeing in your heart. Lord, we give you thanks and praise. We receive answers to our prayers in Jesus' holy name. Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprint Church and on Instagram at The Blueprint Church. Cheers.